Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners are advised that the following podcast contains names and voices of people who have died. Living with Diabetes, a podcast from Diabetes Victoria with Jack Fitzpatrick. Hello and welcome to Living Well with Diabetes, the official podcast of Diabetes Victoria. This is a great forum for those of us impacted by diabetes, whether it be directly or indirectly, to discuss ideas, share stories and build our diabetes community. I'm Jack Fitzpatrick, ex-Melbourne and Hawthorne AFL player and current Diabetes Victoria ambassador. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the Kula Nations, where we are speaking from today, as well as all the lands across Australia, and pay my respects to all elders past and present and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening in. Now, we've had some seriously high-quality guests on the Diabetes Victoria podcast, but none more accomplished than my special guest today. I could make it an episode just itself in reading out all of her amazing accomplishments. Uh, a very brief intro, I've got Professor Trisha Dunning AM. Now, as I said, there's about a billion things that Trisha has done. She's a Chair in Nursing and Director of the Centre for Quality and Patient Safety Health Research at Deakin University and Barwon Health. And as I said, there's about a million other things, but she's a leading nurse, a diabetes clinician, qualitative methods researcher and educator with an international profile and reputation, and of course, a board member at Diabetes Victoria. Trisha, thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me for those kind words. It is, uh, was, did I tell enough of, of your accomplishments or was there anything else that I left out? Oh, no, that's more than enough. I'm just me, so that's fine. Thank you. <laughs> no, that, that is great. We'll get, we'll get into it. As I said, you are obviously a board, me- a board member at Diabetes Victoria, but yeah. tell us about your career. Where did it all start and, and what was your passion for it all that, that made you get into it? Oh, well, I can't remember a time when I didn't want to be a nurse from about the age four that I can recall. And as I got older, I wanted to be the best nurse I could be. And so my early nursing was in the Inverell District Hospital. I grew up in Inverell, which is in northern New South Wales. Mm-hmm. And it was a country hospital with no honorary medical staff, so we relied on the GPs. In, in the town and the ambulance offices. So I think I had the most amazing undergraduate training, even though it was in a hospital or because it was in a hospital. And one of the GPs who was a lecturer absolutely loved books and reading, which most people, if they see my work, will know that, that I love that too and that influences my writing. And he would say, novels to read as well as the text that we would have to read about cardiac failure and things like that. Then um, when I finished in four years of undergraduate training in New South Wales at the time and then I went to Sydney to do midwifery reading the rest of my certificates. So I've had a quite a broad range of experiences from rural to metropolitan 
certainly is broad. There's no doubt about that. And you said that it was from the age of four where you just knew that you wanted to be a nurse and you wanted to be the best. When did your specific interest in diabetes start? What what inspired that? Um, that was, I didn't actually have special interest. One day I was called up to the matron in those days and you, you're really in trouble usually if you got called up to the matron's office okay. and I yeah. didn't know what I'd done wrong. And so I went to the matron's office and she said to me, you're going to be our diabetes educator. And I said, well, that's interesting. What's that? And she said, well, I don't know. Go and I'll speak to one of the doctors that they know and they'll tell you what it's all about. So that was my career in diabetes started there when I spoke with two amazing diabetes experts at St. Vincent's Hospital at the time, Dr. Jim Beth and Dr. Frank yes. Alford. And I did a lot of, there were no courses in diabetes at the time. So once again, I did my training on the ward with these two amazing men who took me around with the medical students and, and we had a couple of other nurses who started diabetes educators as well. And because of their passion, it um, continued on to this day. And obviously, you know, among many other things, that has uh, there is the Diabetes Victoria Tricia Dunning Research Scholarship, which I will touch on and get uh, to talk about a little bit later, uh, Tricia. But um, I, I guess you've been a board member or a board director at Diabetes Victoria for 10 years now, a decade of work. What would you think out of the many outstanding achievements? What, what would you rank as number one? I know that's a pretty tough question. Of the board, um, I think one of the most important things of any board is um, learning all about the things that, that they have to comment on and give advice about and things like that. So reading the meeting papers and so on. But one of the most important things is working as a respectful team. And I, and I think that's the way you get better pieces of work done. And I think that happens very well at Diabetes Victoria. And some of the great achievements that have come out of Diabetes Victoria are things that touch on people's lives, like the language position statement, like the schools program for training teachers and such programs as these, I think, have had a major impact, as well as their research programs into research into the community prevention and uh, the lifestyle program and things like that. I think it's a mismatch of things. No, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, the work that, you know, I've been uh, working with Diabetes Victoria for nearly 10 years myself now and uh, can't, believe, can't be more complimentary, that's, that's for sure. You sort of spoke how you got into diabetes and you thought you were in trouble with the matron, but you were told you were going to be the, the diabetes educator. Tell me a bit about your work in diabetes management and care guidelines and the sort of work you've published in this field. Yes. So once I started in diabetes, I was very lucky when I showed an interest in research that the two doctors best and also supported me in that research. 
and taught me research and told me if I was going to do things about HbA1c, I had to go into the lab and do my own HbA1c assay. So I learned a whole range of those kind of skills away from the bedside. But I also had to learn how to be a diabetes educator, not, not just the knowledge of diabetes, but how to share that knowledge with people with diabetes in all ranges of life, all stages of diabetes, in a language and in a way that they would understand and yep. be able to keep using. So learning the language of diabetes and learning how over, over the majority of them talking down and that, that kind of language started yep. to cause problems for me when I, when I really started thinking about it. So some of my research with Jane's face and you've probably also had on podcasts yes. what is, is around language. My other research is around um, primarily around older people and writing guidelines, not for them but with them so that they've been on my advisory group. Some of them have also been on my research team so that they are really engaged in those guidelines and the content and what's in them isn't necessarily what I thought of first, but it was what turned out to be really important issues for people with diabetes and family members because diabetes is a requires any any, um, ill health requires a great deal of support from family, so I had an enormous respect for both people with diabetes and their families for the hard work they put in. And I wanted that to be mirrored in my writings, particularly my books and my articles that might or hopefully do influence diabetes educators and nurses and other health professionals in general. So. I'll probably rabbit it on and not really answer your question. No, you've given a great answer. And, you know, you, you mentioned Jane Spate. We have spoken to her, of course, from the Australian Centre for Behavioural Research in Diabetes. I found it interesting, you know, sort of at the start of that answer, you spoke about, you know, you learned about diabetes and then I guess the science behind it. And then you had to yeah. learn how to communicate that and, and sort of deal with that. And, you know, one other thing I've spoken previously about on this podcast is it's it's all well and good to sort of understand the science behind it and what the textbooks say or what the research says, but actually sort of putting that into, you know, what's realistic in terms of living with it and how you manage it from the day to day. How, how did you go from sort of understanding the science behind it, but then sort of making it, you know, not only that you could communicate it, but also realistic to understand that, you know, people don't live their lives in a textbook, I guess. Yes, a lot of trial and error. <laughs> yes. Um, talking with people with diabetes, having them sort of close in the teams of things that I was working on. If I was writing books and things, for instance, some of my books include chapters written by people with diabetes. Most yep. of the things I write, I've discussed with someone with diabetes at some stage. I make notes less now that I'm not quite so well, but I, I still make lots of notes when I talk to people or after I've spoken to them so that those notes 
I can then incorporate in the things that I'm sharing. So a whole range of techniques. I'm a great note taker and things that I read that they might have written in, in other journal articles or newspapers or quotes on the, on the news. Those kind of things are also tremendously important in changing the language from the textbook science type writing to just general conversation and um, simplifying it without making it too simple that that it's um, patronising. Yes, absolutely. And you are um, a member of the course advisory committee for the Graduate Certificate of Diabetes Education at Deakins University. I'm imagining that what we've just spoken about probably you, you know gets utilised a lot in, in this role. It does. That that's um, a role that um, people on the committee need to keep an eye on what's happening in the field of diabetes. That it may influence what diabetes educators need to know and how they need to communicate those things to people with diabetes. What new research is coming out? All of these kind of things that that course committee um, advisory group gives advice about. This is what the course contains. This is what it's shaped like. It's actually a really good course now. It's online and it um, does have a lot of diabetes people diabetes input and so it's uh, keeping an eye on what's happening. I think as an advisory committee member and feeding that back to the people that are putting the courses together. Yep, absolutely. in mind that they have to meet the university requirements for course curriculum first. Then they have to meet the ADA and they don't always line up. So so there is some advice around how that could happen as well. Now, I did mention sort of a little bit earlier the Diabetes Victoria Tricia Dunning Research Scholarship. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, it's awarded to a person with professional nursing qualification or qualifications and experience to support them to undertake a higher degree, so something like a master's or a PhD or something along those lines, and it's focused on a diabetes-related topic at a Victorian university. Tell us a little bit about this scholarship and and what it means to you. Well, it was a very great surprise. I might have even cried a little bit when Craig Bennett told me that, that such a thing was going to happen. So I'm I'm very proud and I'm very, very honoured, really, that Diabetes Victoria named this important research grant after me. And it hopefully will help clinicians to be supported to do research. It's hard for them to find money. It's hard for them to apply when they're competing with established researchers in other fields that know how to write such grants. So it's a a very great honour and, uh, as you say, it will support masters or a PhD student nurse to um, do some higher degree research in diabetes and I think it's also hopefully some of that's around my areas of interest, which is older people and and people with palliative and end-of-life care. And it is a $60,000 scholarship and, of course, hoping to run yeah. the next talent in the field. And as you said, I think the importance that, uh, you know, it is, it is the passions of yourself and 
hopefully we can uh, unearth the next Trisha Dunning. Is is that fair to say? I'm sure you're probably too humble to agree to that. Oh, not yet the next me, but I I stood on the shoulders of giants going forward. I've done nothing by myself, and I I might be one of the mini giants standing there that someone that someone else can stand on my shoulders and see further and do more and be more, not be me, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it does. I, I, you're certainly far too humble. If it was me, I would be taking every ounce of credit under the sun, Trisha, and telling people uh, not so humbly how, how good I am. But the applications close, I believe, on, on the 30th of, of September. Is that right? That's right. Okay, well, I, I really look forward to I think it's a great initiative and, and certainly something that's well-deserved and, and deserves to have your name next to it. I, I know that you did sort of mention a little bit earlier that you are, you know, quite unwell at the moment. And, you know, I'm fortunate to speak to you at, you know, the best of times with all your accomplishments and how busy you are, but certainly appreciate the time that you're putting in at the moment, you know, when you are battling a little bit of ill health. So I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know how much taking out of you to, to talk, but before I do finish up, Tricia, is there any other sort of career highlights or anything else you would like listeners to know or, or to tell listeners before I let you go? I, I just would like to thank all of my colleagues, both medical, nursing, uh, allied health people in the background at Diabetes Victoria and, and such organisations for all of the support and, and interest that they've shown me over the years. It's been very much appreciated and always been offered very willingly. So thanking those people and, and for their contributions would be important, I think. Very, very well said. And I think, you know, you've thanked a lot of those people. But again, I, I do want to thank you, not just for taking the time to speak today and talk about scholarship and your amazing career, but thank you for all the work and your lifetime work in, you know, in diabetes. It's obviously a field that I'm so passionate about. and. Obviously, all of our listeners are so passionate about as well. And, you know, we really do appreciate everything you've done and, and the accomplishments you've achieved and the work you've put in has been outstanding, Tricia. So I really wanted to thank you both for your time today, but also for, as I said, your, your lifetime's work in the field. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for inviting me to do a podcast. I hope it's of value to, to someone. And I'm always happy to help people and speak to people if I can do that in any way. Uh, thank you very much. I, I know that everyone listening has certainly uh, taken something out of this. But it's been a great chat. I, I really appreciate it. As I said, I could talk to you all day, but I know that uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know how much this is taking out of you. So, Trisha Dunning, thank you so much once again. As I said, not only speaking to me today, but for your lifetime's work in the field of diabetes. Thank you very, very much. Much appreciated. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the program. If you'd like to contact us, it's very easy. Simply send an email to podcast at diabetesvic.org.au. Or, of course, all the information you'll need is on the website, diabetesvic.org.au.